Welcome to episode three of the Tapping Into podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Orverum, an award-winning cult beauty and well-being brand steeped in ritual, powered by nature, focused on self-care and finessed by science. Orverum's Pure Radiance Facial Oil are like drops of gold for your skin. It includes natural retinol and a CBD alternative, patchouli extract, that calms the expression lines in the face. I've been really loving putting this on at night and taking a few moments to massage the oil into my skin. And I've also started putting pressure on the tapping points as I go for some extra stress release. If you too would like to feel relaxed, restored and renewed, thanks to Olvirum, tapping into podcast listeners can receive an exclusive 20% discount using the code TAPPINGFORMOMS. This week we go on a journey to Atlantis with Priscilla Campos. Priscilla is a dance teacher turned energy healer, has been on a long journey of spiritual awakening and remembrance that has taken her from her home in Canada to Turkey and Egypt and inward to her own memories of her time in Atlantis. In this episode, we talk about what Atlantis is, how long it existed, what is golden Atlantis, the impact that it's had on the rest of the world and other cultures, We discuss the fall of Atlantis and the wounds that we still carry from that time in our soul memories. It is a fascinating chat and one that I could have continued for another few hours. If you have any interest in ancient civilizations, then this is the episode for you. I really hope you connect with Priscilla's beautiful energy and enthusiasm for this ancient past and pay attention to how you react to this conversation. Does something resonate within you? Do you feel this is truth? Do any memories come to you as a result? You can follow Priscilla's journey at Instagram, Temples of Atlantis and the Atlantean Priestess. Her website, templesofatlantis.ca, has details of all her different healing packages, like the Golden Atlantean Healing, which I've had and was truly amazing, and also her Akashic Record Healing, which I have booked. Have a look in the show notes for Priscilla's suggested reading list for Atlantis and Lemuria, so you can continue on your journey of discovery and I hope you enjoy this episode. So welcome to the Tapping Into podcast, Priscilla. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Blessings. Thank you very much for having me. Always a pleasure to talk about Atlantis. (laughs) It is your topic of choice for sure, which I'm very, very excited to dive into with you. First off, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you based in the world? Blessings, everybody. Thank you. Um, I'm in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, which is close-ish to the West Coast. I'm about a 14-hour drive from the ocean to the nearest ocean. As we wow. know, it's quite large, and I'm uh, I'm considered a prairie in the prairies, but we do have some incredible mountains, um, which is a five-hour drive for me, which has the Archangel Michael Vortex uh, of the world in it. So Whenever you need hard expansion, we head to the mountains and uh, just get to be there in ground, which is what I just did this weekend. So I feel very good right now. <laughs> Amazing. Gosh, a little nip to the beach, 14 hours. I mean, we can't, I can't even comprehend that. <laughs> and that's the closest access. The The Atlantic Ocean uh, would be about a three a three day trip maybe of 72 72 hours of driving Canada like I said it's very large it takes 12 hours by flight just to get from one side to the other wow that's incredible right so how does a uh beautiful Canadian lady Mm. all of a sudden become 
almost obsessed. Would that be the right word? Um, very interested in a kind of a mystical or a um, unproven um, period of, of our existence. Right. Um, I feel like our soul um, always tells us who we are. And the further we get upon our spiritual path, the more we understand. So as a young child, I really did believe I was from Egypt and Greece. And I love, love those countries like nothing else. They feel like my home. Um, I've been to Greece a couple of times. And every time I'm there, it feels so familiar. So my soul has led me clues all along. Um, and the fact, the more that I know now, the more I recognize that every spot I love on the planet is actually very connected to Atlantis. So when we're talking about any kind of temples, pyramids, ancient structures, that's what my soul wants to visit. And so just, you know, journeying through my path is eventually um, my guys just tell me that it's time to look into Atlantis. And when I initially scoff at it, because it seems like, oh, who cares? It's just a sunken city that's not even real. Um, I immediately started studying it because I do trust my guides. And that was the beginning of 2017. And once you start, if, if, you're, if you're an Atlantean, once you start, it feels like such a homecoming that you can't ignore it. And um, previous to my spiritual work, I love dance. And I would say I was very obsessed with dance and thought I was going to be a dance teacher, you know, well into my 80s. But once I started shifting into light work and healing and um, really honoring my senses, there was no denying that I would be pursuing a path related to Atlantis. And my very, very first class I ever took to do with Atlantean healing, within an hour, I knew that's exactly why I was on the planet. And that's what I would truly be doing for the rest of my life, which is such a gift. Wow. And you mentioned casually, you know, your connection with your guides and they told you to research Atlantis. That's mm -hmm. not, you know, not everyone has that very open channel connection to their guides. Some people may not even be aware that they have them. So how long were you in kind of open dialogue with your spirit team? I feel like um, when I was in grade six, which I would have been 11, I started really looking into Greece and I loved uh, goddess Athena since that time. And I did a book report in her on her in grade 10. And so I feel like she's been guiding me very distantly from afar, but in subtle ways to get me to Greece, to get me to Italy, to get me to all these places in the world where I would see her. And um, in my in the beginning of my spiritual awakening around 2013, it's one of the first things I did was learn how to listen to angels and to trust my Holy Spirit, to trust my intuition. And it, I didn't go just from like A to Z, you know, in, in, a, in a short period of time. It really took me, I'd say, at least two years of tuning in and being very um, religious in my studying, like, Every morning I would write a, a message and I would open myself up to spirit and see who wanted to, to guide me that day. And I find one of my gifts is just knowing who I'm speaking with. It's, you know, archangels, goddesses, ascended masters, um, more like star nation beings. Um, I just, I just have an understanding of who it is. It doesn't mean that their voices are always different, but it comes back to myself and, and I trust my Holy spirit. And I trust the guidance. So um I seen Athena in Bath, England, actually, in 2016. There's a statue head of her 
as Minerva, the um, the Roman counterpart goddess. And when I saw her, and I always travel with my journal, I looked at her and I said, do you have a message for me? And she said, yes. And, and literally she said, you're going to go back to Greece um, quicker than you think. And when you do, you're going to have to start reading about Atlantis to prepare. And um, that trip was my first and only trip so far in the UK. And it really was the catalyst for for the energies I bring forth now, which to me just shows again how strong all these connections are weaved through through our world. Wow, I have full body shivers as you tell me that story, actually, which for me is my signal of truth. You know, when I hear someone speak truth in um in a profound way, I feel that in my body. So yeah, that that feels amazing. Um okay, so you you got this message um to investigate Atlantis and where did that take you um I'm a I'm a reader and I wasn't a reader growing up because I didn't love the books that were assigned to me but since, <laughs> I've been, uh, since on my spiritual path I devour books especially books on Atlantis so I went to my local metaphysical store um I purchased four books on Atlantis I would have read them between January and June of 2017 one of them I said was quite boring. The other three just fascinated me. And in particular, I always uh, talk about um, this book for whoever may be able to see it. It's called Lemuria and Atlantis by Shirley Andrews. I had never heard of Lemuria. Okay. I, mm. I bought the book because of Atlantis, yeah. but it was truly extraordinary for me at that time to read accounts of other people's memories of both of these places. And she has a wonderful way of just bringing it all together and that is the foundation I'd say of what really supported me in my Atlantean path. And then after reading the books and, and traveling to Greece, then I started looking more into courses that I could take with others. Um, but I always say like the greatest experience happens for me through meditation and through my own Akashic records and then reading for others or sharing uh, golden Atlantean healings. It's, it gives me a broader scope of what Atlantis truly is was um and it, it shows me more experiences beyond my own amazing so you kind of really pull together information from other people's experiences and I'm sure there's a lot of um historical information as well isn't there because Graham Hancock really um explores this in his ancient apocalypse series in Netflix I don't know if anyone has listened to it but I I devoured that myself and I've always been attracted to the ancients like what you know what comes before what we know <laughs> and yes. um this is this is one of these things and it's absolutely fascinated me as well and um, hence why we're going to talk about this today um so for those who I mean, most people will have heard of Atlantis, you know, the the high level name. They may not know anything beyond that. Some people will have their own, you know, perceptions or connections with it. For, in your kind of now combined knowledge and understanding from your own experience and from others, what is Atlantis? Atlantis is incredible frequency that um, every realm goes through within our existence. So whenever a realm is, is accelerating from a third to a fourth to a fifth density, you're going to come into what is known as the Atlantean era. So on earth, the Atlantean era goes back um, about 12,000 years ago to three and a half million years ago. So the, 
the weird thing is when people say, well, Atlantis isn't real, which I used to think it's literally in every single historical account you will ever see. However, the names for Atlantis, I found at least 30 to 40 different names for it. And a big part of it is that our current society is, is sold the illusion that really, you know, um, modern civilization only goes back so far. And so they can't really break that that mold by saying, well, actually, you know, Atlantis is three and a half million years ago. Lemuria is four and a half million year, years ago. And what comes before that? But um, Golden Atlantis by itself is the epitome thus far and of what I know of where human beings have achieved in their consciousness on the planet. It is a place of absolute unity and love and community and support. It's a matriarchal society, which means that everybody is cared for, everybody is nurtured, everybody is heard. And it's that utopia that most of us are are wishing for and dreaming of. We have achieved it before and we will achieve it again. Um, But Atlantis is also the great lesson, the lesson of what happens when we allow materialism, greed, or darkness to sway us, and what happens when we stop trusting um, our Holy Spirit, which for me is, you know, our direct guidance to source, to creator. Um, So it's it's extremely powerful. Uh, When it's in its golden era, it travels and spreads throughout the world. And this is why we have, you know, uh, pyramids in, in Mexico and in Asia and everywhere we can think of. But it's also about teaching, writing, wisdoms, mathematics, sciences, universal knowledge, sacred geometry, and alchemy. And it's about sharing that knowledge to, again, really raise the consciousness of the planet. As Atlantis begins to fall, and it's a very long period for me, I don't think it's anything like 100 years or 200 years, it's it's the downfall of our consciousness. We start to see more of what we know in history, like think about um, Greece or Rome when they're in that expansion mode and they start getting very aggressive and it's about territory. The Atlanteans do become that, unfortunately, but um, in the golden era, it's the most powerful healing. It's the most beautiful light. And it's one of the greatest parts of joy on our planet. So do you believe that the that we are transitioning now back to a frequency of this golden Atlantic period? So the, the Earth's energy itself has moved into fifth dimensional energy. And so we've kind of did did we come into Atlantis as 5D? So we didn't do like the 3D to 5D piece. We just came in ready to go in this beautiful state of union and harmony and, and bliss. And then things changed at the fall, as we can come back to in a minute. Uh, and then we've kind of been climbing our way back up since. Is that kind of how you see it? I feel like um, Atlantis is like, a sister to Lemuria. Lemuria is the motherland. And at that time, I don't think the Lemurians ever came into a third density. I think they were really fourth and fifth. And when Atlantis is created, it's like, okay, so we can have this deep connection to Gaia, but now can we become more in a physical form and involve source that we stay in balance? So I feel like the Atlanteans probably were in a fourth dimensional frequency as it was, came into a fifth and eventually came down into a third. And I do think where we are now is if, um, for those that are familiar with the procession of the equinoxes, and it talks about earth goes through a cycle every 26,500 years. 
Atlantis is said to have sunk about 12,000 years ago. And as what we would know is that would be the very bottom of something, right? If you're going to actually <laughs> sink a continent because our morals are so corrupted, that sounds very <laughs> low and very dark. And so we've been climbing out of that for a very long time. And so it is my belief that right now in this era, a lot of us are already in a fourth in a fourth density and in a frequency back into unity and love. And so we're actually building new Atlantis as we speak. It has never left. Um, the practices that sunk it have never left, but the practices that endured with the love and the wisdom have also never left. And that's why we have the Vedas of India and we have mm. like the Popovul of um Amaze the Popovul, sorry, of um the Aztecs. Like it's it's written in sacred texts in, in Tibet and Nepal and everywhere we can think of. And as we raise our consciousness again, we're going to have more access to it and we're going to feel more free and liberated. It's amazing. So the energy's never left. Never. It's just our experience of it was yes. different to how it was at that time. Okay. So let's let's paint a picture of Golden Atlantis. Um, you know. They, the crystal frequency was used a lot. Water was used, ritual, um, flowers and sound and everyone understood energy and frequency. And let's paint a picture for daily life from, from what you've connected with. The picture is that you're living in cities that are harmonized with nature, that you don't take from Gaia, you build with Gaia. Um, the cities are concentric, and that's why people will get confused that, oh, is Atlantis here in the Sahara Desert? Is it here in Antarctica? Is it here? You're going to have cities all around the world that reflect that kind of um, central island, ring of water, another ring of land, ring of water. And one of the reasons is because at that time, um, the dolphins are our greatest teachers. So every morning in my mind, um, I'll give you a rundown of Queen Atlanta. Okay. So I, I live in a, in a beautiful palace. I'm overlooking the Atlantic ocean to my right from my balcony is Mount Atlas. Atlas is the highest mountain ever reached on the earth. And it has actually said that the letter a represents Mount Atlas because it's such a tall peak and the, and the bar across um, the a represents the clouds. Wow. So Atlas is like the original Mount Olympus. And so when you're when you're an Atlantean, you have this grounding energy of Mount Atlas right on your island, but it's never just about staying put. It's about how much can you achieve. Now, let's say I come down from the palace and I and I walk through the beautiful roads uh, or the streets. Kings and queens aren't looking to be worshipped. Um, they're really a part of the people. And so, you know, I would immediately hear music. The music would probably be the sounds of chorus of angels um because our third eyes are open and you very much for those of you that can see visually i wear crystals on my forehead i really believe that's the atlantean practice we would be able to see each other's misalignments so if i knew perhaps for you sarah like hey you know like your your solar plexus is really blocked today oh it is i better get to the healing temple like it was such a beautiful integration and, and every temple is a devotion of studies we have the temple of knowledge the temple of truth the temple of beauty uh the temples of healing the temple of poseidon and i really feel like we don't go to school in the same way we do now we educate through apprenticing so when a child is born um a high priest or priestess would read their akashic records 
and have a feeling for who they are, where their soul has been before. And they would immediately start uh, supporting the child with what they were meant to do. So let's just say if somebody um, was meant to work with animals, well, then that family is probably going to have some type of land where they can have, you know, horses and donkeys and and unicorns and pegasuses and all these wonderful, <laughs> amazing things. But it's it's like, I guess maybe think about it as your best day you've ever had on vacation, where it's like <laughs> the perfect weather, the sun is shining, uh, you're eating the most freshest, beautiful food, and everything just seems to flow. That to me would be a typical Atlantean day. And we are going to, you know, meditate, we're going to celebrate. We're going to go to the temples and we are going to do um, rituals in gratitude to God, to Gaia. Um, but everything is about community. And um, I just I just last week celebrated the Atlantean Festival of Earth, which is in alignment with spring. And my view of the Atlanteans is that they would celebrate something for like two weeks at a time. And it's not about I'm not talking about like drinking and getting rowdy. I mean, like dancing in the streets and, um, you know, singing for everyone to hear and, and doing mantra and like all these wonderful things and, and sound healers and so much, so much beauty. And then the other key component would be the crystals that you mentioned to me, every single temple, every single house would have a very large crystal that would keep the frequency lifted. And the crystals, as we know, of course, can like purify and cleanse and heal, but they're also incredible um, wisdom keepers um, they're, they are like our friends. We're not seeing them as something that's mute or dead. We're understanding that they are a part of our path in the same way that the dolphins are the dolphins from Sirius, the whales from Sirius, they are our teachers. And one of the beautiful things about Atlantis is it wasn't closed off to a greater galactic community. It was in full awareness that, you know, um, we came from somewhere else besides earth and we're now on this realm. How are we going to create heaven on earth it absolutely sounds just like that doesn't it and um the emerald tablets talk about as above so below is kind of you know I've heard you know people thinking that Atlantis was like an experiment so you know can high dimensional frequency beings live on earth in a lower density in a human body and maintain that connection I don't know what we, your thoughts are on that. yes and we did, we mm. did, <laughs> well, we didn't, right? So <laughs> it was possible. Yeah. Um, I've read that too many times about it being an experiment. Um, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. It's just that now that I've done so much work with it, I, I really feel like it has to do with the frequency, you know? So like I said, for every other types of beings I've worked with, when they come into this fifth dimension, which is really about unity, right? Then um, you can see, like, I'll see Queen Atlanta weave her way in there and support the people and and bring them up into a, a very safe and wonderful space. So um, the Atlanteans were very pure for a very, very, very long time. And I'd say a lot of books only talk about Golden Atlantis lasting about 1500 years. But I just, I, I no longer believe that it doesn't resonate with me. I really mm. think it lasted for an incredibly long time. And um, this is why Earth at that time was such a jewel um, of our universe. And it's it's something that we should take pride in because we know we can come back there. But eventually, you know, the Atlanteans are corrupted. And when we learn about that, 
we understand that it's just a part of what was to be written. And one of the Mm -hmm. things that I do as a teacher of Atlantis is really heal people's shame regarding their role in the destruction, because we've all, as a soul, we want to have all the experiences. We don't actually want to come into incarnation with being the queen, the queen, the queen, the queen, and having just the easiest life, because how is Mm. your soul going to grow? It has to have the challenge of what happens when I face darkness, what happens when my insecurities come up. And um, to me, the Atlanteans didn't fail. They actually did their mission wonderfully, but, but we have so much trauma from it that a Mm. lot of us are stuck now. Yeah. I remember I, uh, dabbled with the Kabbalah school in London a couple of uh god 15 years ago or so and one of the things that came I that sticks with me is that you know if we were given if we had very wealthy parents and they just gave me loads of money that I wouldn't feel really any joy from that money because I haven't earned it myself and I have no value in it and I don't connect with it um and the same way, you know, with just being given 5D and, and living in a blissful, joyful world, there's no necess- not necessarily sustained gratitude for it because it's just that's what I have. There is nothing, you know, there's no contrast. There's no duality. There's no nothing to compare it against. Is that how? Oh, Yes. That's kind of where where that went, wasn't it? That the the duality came in. Yeah, that's I think that's a big part of everybody's existence. And I, you know, when you read more about multidimensional beings, you find out some of them are at a 12th dimension frequency or a 22nd or a 23rd. And this is just the path that Earth is supposed to take through her evolution. And for all of us on the planet now, my personal belief is that everybody has had at least one lifetime on Atlantis and everyone is here now to really usher in this, this frequency, because we're actually, we're not new, we're ancient souls. And we've done this not only on earth, but on other planes as well. And it's just like, you have to come through the duality because it it is that if, if your soul is just born and I, and I do believe you ask to be born um, to come into consciousness and all you experience is, is love. Then how do you know it's love? If that's, if that's all that there is. And sometimes when you look at different theories and different people's writings, they talk about Sophia as a source energy and just wondering, well, what else is out there? She's like, there's only consciousness in the whole universe, but there's nothing else. So she's like, well, I'm going to have to create more of me, you know, more, more beings. And then, um, even through my own lifetimes, when I've, when I've analyzed them, I've been really poor many, many times. And I've been without love a few times. And now I'm at a stage where I'm so supported by the universe that I'm so much more grateful for it. And and I did come through, you know, um, a very challenging lifetime as many of us have. Mm. But even this weekend, just being in the mountains, it feels so amazing. When I have to do a five-hour drive to get to the mountains, and like I said, the 14-hour drive to get to the ocean, (laughs) My God, do you appreciate oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have it not to make you jealous or anything, but like half and 30 seconds from my front door. But there's days I don't go and see it. Right. You know, um, because I'm living there, I'm taking it for granted. I'm not appreciating it. 
Um, you mentioned earlier about the Vedas and the texts, and we've got the Emerald Tablet and this um, residue of the teachings and the knowledge that I suppose is held within people in their kind of soul DNA um, that is allowing us to bring these healings back into, into reality. And you said we're, we are here now for this purpose, really, to shift the frequency. We can see this in the way all these amazing modalities are just popping up left, right and centre. Everyone is not everyone. There's a lot of people like just dropping the corporate job and going off and doing becoming uh, Pilates instructors or Reiki healers or meditators or tappers like me, uh, which is, was definitely my path. And um, so it really does feel like in history and evolution like this is a wave this is not an imagination this is something that is absolutely happening yeah and i think this is the purpose of what happened in the last three years as well mm. when we look at the bigger scope the amount of people that have awoken since 2020 and have just started questioning not just like the big establishments but like what are they doing in their own lives and i i find with a lot of my clients and i also had the same feeling in 2013 you get to a point where you're like there's got to be more than this there's got to be more to life than getting in the car going to work you know dropping your kids off somewhere making a meal going to bed you know like it's there's something more and I, and I really considered it a, a gift and I know it's, it's going to continue to happen this year and next year and the year after, but this, what people term as the great awakening, I think is such a, an empowerment, empowerment move back to self and to recognizing that nobody can actually tell you what to do, what to take. You have to take the initiative is that if you feel spirit pull on you and you're getting that urge to move to out of the corporate world, what has your soul loved all along. Now I said my soul loved Egypt and mm. Greece. And that's really the foundation of my work is, is past life work. Even though I was told for a very long time, that's impossible. That doesn't exist. <laughs> and I think for a lot of other people, once you recognize that you're an incredible healer or that you love music or you love art and you find ways that it heals you, then you become a teacher and you want to heal others. So I feel like it's going to be a mass exodus from most of the corporations throughout the rest of this decade. Um, it's, it's still going to take a lot of integrity, strength, and courage from mm. the people. But as more awakened to their true power, it's such a gift to realize you're not alone, right? You have, you have people that, you know, I, I'm glad I woke up. I said about seven hours before or seven, <laughs> seven years <laughs> before everything started. But there's people that have been doing the work for 40 years and 60 years and 80 years. And those are our teachers. And think about how lonely it was for them at yeah. that time to have such Paving a small the way yeah. and, and, and now, sounding ridiculous. You know, they got the, the woo-woo brush, paintbrush, you know, like they, yeah. they really did have to take one for the team. Yeah. And I just, I bow to them like, mm. thank you so much. Cause you know, a lot of the texts, um, that I read, especially about Atlantis, this stuff is written in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And at first it was very embraced. And then with the propaganda, it got to be very ridiculed. And he had mentioned Graham Hancock and he mm. talks about as well, like the ridicule he faces because people have this very set 
perception of where um, where civilization was started. They don't want to hear that the pyramids are actually tens of thousands of years older than what they say. And the same thing for the Sphinx and many other things. So it's just like, I feel like when we're going through spiritual awakenings, the best thing you can do is question everything. Mm-hmm. And everything that you've been taught, you will eventually unravel it to reveal a greater truth. And that's one of the tricks in our world. Not everything is wrong. It's just that it's weaved with tidbits of truth. And then you have to find that one thread that leads to it and do the work. Nobody's going to hold your hand through your whole awakening until you go from A to B to C. You have to listen to your soul. And, um, you know, my soul's nudging was Atlantis. And like I said, I, I at first I dismissed it. And once I came back to self, I'm like, okay, just honor it honor at least read a book and see what you think and that's all it took one book to lead me to the next to the next to the next and eventually pow now i'm I'm all (laughs) atlantis tell me um well it's a couple of things so while you were talking there i was thinking about the um the mythology you know the the dragons the pegasus the phoenix the um angels even right angels appear in all these things appear in in mythical texts through time like they didn't just come out of nowhere you know like and and multiple similar objects and similar symbols and similar um energies and and uh, and beings in mul- in multiple different places around the world at the same time when there was no travel like there there is no question in a way that actually these things must have existed somewhere in some place somehow for us to know about them be talking about them today absolutely it's one of my my favorite things actually is that whatever has been relegated to myth you just have to remember it's been an extreme amount of time and so it gets watered down and watered down and then we have to think about the controllers that want to shape it but as I mentioned, like our current civilization, we're living in a Lemurian and Atlantean aftershock, after waves, right? Mm-hmm. What comes before 5 million years ago, I don't know, but I'm guessing that there was spectacular beings and animals at that time too. And that wave right now is currently lost to us. But in our current era, when we are talking about dragons and you can see them depicted with cultures all over the world, And I would say that we did have really great access to travel, but not everybody did, right? Not Mm -hmm. everybody would have wanted to. So these things to me are very real. And one of the things I discovered by myself about Atlantis, which then was backed up with my, with my studies in the last two years, was that all mythologies around the world that were talking about gods and goddesses, they actually all connect to Atlantis. So it doesn't matter if you're talking about Norse or Celtic, or Hindu, um, or Aztec, or Mayan, that all goes back to Atlantis. They actually all have the exact same story. It was that the gods came from an island, a paradise in the Atlantic Ocean that sunk, and they eventually spread out. But it's it's really fascinating because I, I truly believe that the reality of that is that they were high priests and priests of Atlantis who led such extraordinary lives that their stories became legend. And eventually those legends relegated them to this higher level. It doesn't mean that they are a higher level, but I'm saying like the Atlanteans 
like how the Catholics do now, they will, they will end up going, putting someone into sainthood, right? So someone led an extraordinary life, they'll do that. The Atlanteans would did that. If, If somebody was so powerful, like Osiris, they're not going to let that story die. So Osiris is a king of Atlantis. They're going to elevate him. And yes, it's going to get embellished somewhat, but the truth of it is there. And so when you look at that, then we come to understand that this is really actually our history. And they're showing us the drama of living on earth. You know, Zeus with with all his incredible women that he's been with. How much of that is true? I don't know. But it's really interesting in, in what it creates, how it creates the fabric um, of our world. And it's just a shame that most people don't understand the truth and all that. And they're like, oh, that's just myth. Where does myth come from? Exactly. It comes from the truth, right? Yeah. Like, And what are we being, you know, hidden you know like oh we had oh yeah we had we had all these amazing gods and goddesses that support us these elemental beings dragons unicorns you know and all these different frequencies of energy color crystals and it's all been what wrapped up into one god and and a um a a, a patriarchy for example that that is you know tears down women and 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 so on so yeah i mean the truth and, and tuning into that, right? So I think that's what that's what COVID era gave me as well was a further uh, questioning of what I've been told or what I've been led to believe is truth. And just going in and thinking, you know, for me, I often don't need proof. I just need to feel it in my body. And for some people, that's very annoying because <laughs> they're like, yeah, but where's your proof? Where's the science? But for me, I'm like, no, 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 that really, that sounds right. That feels right for me. So I'd ask anybody listening as well to, as we're having this conversation, just tune into your own body. Does this resonate with you on some level? Is there some kind of remembrance um, that you can connect to? Or does this sound like complete fantasy? And if so, you know, awesome. Like, I love a bit of escapism with some fantasy as well. So come on the escapism journey with us. Um, I like to add to that in that, like, yeah, the COVID era, number one, gave us a chance to go within, right? Even though they were projecting a lot of things and all the news, that was the noise for those Mm -hmm. of us that took that time to tune in and think, well, what do I really want to do? How do I want to spend my time? It was like this breath because in that first, you know, for us in Canada, it was like March of 2020 to May, I think was those first like shutdowns and literally nothing was open and you weren't supposed to go anywhere minus to nature. So it kind of let everything that was the distractions fall away from your life to come into a real pure part. Um, so I, again, I'm very grateful for that. Um, I want to touch on unicorns for a second and say that I did not grow up believing in unicorns. Um, <laughs> I really was kind of cynical about them. And even in my spiritual work, when I first had a unicorn guide, I denied her many times I was like, no, you, that's impossible. I'm clearly making this up. There's no way that this is real. And I'll I'll laugh at myself because up, up until she had a horn, when she was a Pegasus, I thought it was the best spirit guide ever. I was all into it. I was like, yes, I got a Pegasus just like from Greece. And then when I saw her horn, no, no, too bad. I'm making it up. But what changed my mind was I was um, serving, I was doing a crystal healing with a client and she was a, a pre-professional dancer. So she was just getting to that stage where she was about to do a whole bunch of auditions and she had broke her ankle. 
And so my job was to see how how fast could I help her heal so that she can get back into that uh, audition process and, and, you know, go on with her path. And in my office, um, which I'm in now, um, literally a unicorn popped out of my closet. Okay. So that means is it in the physical 3D world? No, but yeah. it is in the fifth dimension, right? And so in my mind's eye, I was like, what is happening? I'm like, how is this happening? I'm like, and I said, it was very odd for me. I'm like, you, you can't even fit in here. What are you doing? Like my room is quite small. And I just had the intuitive knowingness for me to be quiet. And it's just like, shh. And then it took its horns and it tapped both of this, um, my client's ankles and this beautiful golden light rippled through. And then it kind of looked at me and nodded and went back into the closet. I said, what is going on? And so, you know, you have a debrief usually when you, when you do energy healings. And so I'm talking to my client and she was like, we were talking and she kind of says, this might sound weird, but she's like, she's like, do you believe in unicorns? And I'm like, I do now. And she's like, right. She's like, did one come in here? I said, yes. And it was incredible because after that, because my mind was open and my heart was opened, then they kept showing up in my, in my healings. This is before I was doing my Atlantean work. But once I started doing the Atlantean work, then I understood, oh, Priscilla, you fool. Of course, <laughs> of course, Atlanteans um, would always, Atlanteans, crystals, dolphins, and unicorns are like the pillars of Atlantis. Those are your healers, your teachers. And so, of course, you know, as I get more into Atlantis, I'm going to understand the connection, but you know, I can laugh at myself for my previous 30 years of all the things I didn't believe in and perhaps even made fun of some people for in my head, you know, and here I am doing the same thing, you know, <laughs> being a teacher of, oh, yeah, so you work with unicorns and dragons? Yeah, literally. Yes, I do. <laughs> I love it. Tell me the story of Queen of Atlanta. Mm. Queen Atlanta, I saw her and um, I met her the first time in April or May of 2020 when I was um, studying alchemical healing, which is uh, Egyptian healing. And when I saw her, I was receiving a healing from a classmate as, as part of our practice. I did understand that she was me, but it felt so distant and far away. And to me at that time, she looked a lot like me, but she had this light bluish skin. I don't mean like a, you know, a very, very deep, but there was something very blue about her skin. Maybe it was her aura and her head seemed elongated. And I knew that her name was queen Atlanta. And I was like, this is so weird. And we had a little bit of a conversation where she told me that, you know, my job was to continue to heal people and, and not to listen to everyone else that I don't really get burned out. I do need to have a day rest every week but I can continue to take clients at the rate I was, and it would just be, it would be fine. And I said, okay, I met her again a few months later. It seemed very similar. Now she's kind of being one of my guides, but I feel like I'm not her, but I have been her. So it just, it just feels separated. And then on um, Lionsgate of 2020, I'm at a, a secret retreat because we weren't allowed to gather at that time. Nice. Uh, yeah. There's 50 of us women in the woods. Oh, wow. And um, I'm doing some really incredible activations that have never come through me before. And I'm feeling like very charged. And my own Reiki master teacher is there. 
And she says, Priscilla, you need to go ground. You've been doing a lot of work for everybody like the last two or three hours. She's like, you need to ground. And I was like, I don't want to. Like, I just, I feel so good. You know, she's like, no, 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 go get your feet on the ground. And I have respect for her. So I was like, okay. So I go down and what was crazy was the moment that my bare feet touched the earth, because I was on a deck, I should say, or a patio. Okay. Right. Once they touched the earth, it was like, to me, it's one of the most magical moments in my life. Everything that I saw, which was a lot of the trees and the grass and the lake were golden codes. And this has never happened to me in this way again. So it really was a certain point in time, but like, I could see the trees were like these moving codes and each, each leaf danced with their own golden aura. And then the sun, even though it is golden, it became more golden. I could see these like codes leaving from the sun coming down and I said, oh, my God, I am Queen Atlanta. And I'm like, oh, and then I walked up the stairs um, to go back onto the deck. And on the left was an ankh. Now, the ankh was my Reiki master teachers. It wasn't mine. And I just picked it up and I said, this is mine. And then I started pointing to people and being like, you don't know who you are. Come here for an activation. I have to help you. And so I realized that the 50 women I was with were all queens, okay? They were queens from another era, from another timeline, from another dimension, from another plane of existence. I just recognized, like I could see them in their full regalia, okay? I could see people with these like crazy head paces and braids and these beautiful, beautiful robes and dresses. And I thought, oh my God, none of us know who we are. But now I do. And so I just started doing these activations and I'll be honest with the people that received them the ones that I stayed in contact with or saw again another event their life changed their life changed it was like whatever things were keeping them back before it was like they couldn't they couldn't be with that illusion anymore like they just broke away and uh, and one woman I, I saw her three weeks later and I said I'm curious because this by this time I'm gaining like I'm starting to understand what's happening and so I said did something change for you when I you know when I shared that activation she's like yes I asked for a divorce the day I got home from the retreat <laughs> like, oh my god <laughs> it's like I just separated from my husband and I kicked him out I'm like oh my god that wasn't what I was thinking but <laughs> That's certainly activating. Yes. Yes. So from, from that moment on, I I stopped denying her Mm -hmm. and I started listening to her and, um, I grew in, in my light and my love, because I will say one of the things about queen Atlanta, when you do a meditation with me and she keeps coming in more and more, um, is that the thing I love about her the most besides her crazy head pieces that she loves is that she's so compassionate and I'm trying to learn how can I hold space the way that she does because she truly loves everybody. And um, on a spiritual level, I do, but on a human level, I'm still still human. You know, I still have expectations and frustrations. And even this weekend, I'm like, how can I be kinder? How can I be more like Queen Atlanta and embody her? And it's it's such a gift to remember. And And it's one of my gifts is I help people remember who they've always been. And once you realize that, then it's so much easier. If I, if I know that I'm a queen of Atlantis in so many lifetimes, everywhere I go throughout the galaxy, I'm still queen Atlanta, queen Atlanta, then I don't have to shun her anymore. And then I can fully embrace myself without that struggle. Right. And, and, you know, before this podcast, 
I looked in the mirror. I said, okay, Queen Atlanta, what do you want to wear today? And she's like, this is how she instructed me. And I, I don't deny it. You know, it's too much for some, but for everybody else, it's, it's like permission for them to be their authentic selves. Absolutely. And that is like, that's just the truth bomb there. (laughs) It's like, drop the mic, permission to be yourself. That is the goal. And that is the goal of every type of healing, isn't it? To shed the layers of the conditioning to help you remember who you are, what you're here for, what you want from life. Yes. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. I'm an EFT tapping practitioner and trainer, and I work with women all around the world, helping them truly let go so they can shape their own future free from the conditioning and shackles of the past. I've created a Tapping Into Motherhood membership and community where we meet monthly to tap on emotions and issues that are coming up for us. We enjoy guest speakers and I create a tapping script or meditation for the month too. As well as that, you have access to a library of over 160 tapping videos, meditations, resources and courses. So visit tappingformoms.com forward slash join dash membership. I love how um, it's so current with you, like, because there's theories that we have parts of our soul so Mm. that like I might be 25 to 30 percent of my soul in this current human avatar. For example, in another dimension, I might have another part of my soul. Mm. Um, And what I can see you doing here is like almost merging these parts into this human existence I love that you said that because I've never heard someone else explain it like that but that's exactly what I've come upon is that (laughs) um I'm teaching a journey through chem program right now which means it's the Atlantean era to the early Egyptian era the Atlantean Egypt and this is exactly what I said I'm going to help connect you to your multi-dimensional self and I get that that seems like a little bit of woo-woo talk Mm -hmm. in itself but When you understand once again, that you are like, so far, I haven't met a soul that's less than a hundred million years old, according to how I read their Akashic records. Most souls that I read for, I'd say are anywhere between two to 15 billion years. Wow. And when you (laughs) understand that you've had these lifetimes and you know, earth's lifetimes are very, very short in this, right? Living 60, 80, a hundred years. That's even in these bodies that we have, it's possible now for us to live in a very healthy way to 300 to 400 years, even to 800 years without even really having to do too much. But for those of us that know it's, we're poisoned, right? We're poisoned so that we can't do that. But now if we're talking about lifetimes where you've been in the same incarnation for 30,000 years, a million years, imagine what you're learning and what, imagine what happens when you touch in or tap into that part of yourself. What did that version of me know and how can I bring it forward? And something I encourage a lot of my clients to do when we're doing past life work is you don't have to know the name of all these incarnations of you, but you can give them a name. And then when you need to, you call upon that part of yourself. So right now, you know, I'm obviously channeling a lot of Queen Atlanta. And so I'm going to start embodying her more when I need more compassion and patience. Okay, what would Queen Atlanta do? in this long lineup, you know, <laughs> it's going to be okay. But like when this, when you've met like yourself as a warrior or a gladiator or this wonderful light keeper, 
connect with them, find out what really made them that part, and then pull it into your life. If you've had a lifetime where, you know, you were silenced in particular as a woman, and a lot of times, you know, for witchcraft, Mm -hmm. what part of you pissed people off so much that it made that happen? And where was that strength, right? And then what, how can you pull in that? And when you do that, when you combine these parts of yourself, I feel like there's so much peace and knowing how magical magical you are. And it's not, it's not just for a limited set of us. It's all of us. Yeah. It's just that some of us have had a head start on recognizing the work and, and we're more open to it because there's something about us, right? That's like, I've been a conspiracy theorist since I was eight years old. <laughs> so for me, you know, I saw COVID coming well before it happened. Mm-hmm. And I told my family, listen, like in March of 2020, I said, this is what they're going to push on us. You have to understand it's an illusion. They're like, you're crazy, Priscilla. That's not true. But I could see it. And the thing that hurt the most is watching your loved ones fall for propaganda and not be able to do anything but it, but hold space. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a lot of lessons in this last three years. And the biggest lesson is nobody's path is wrong. And you have to honor everybody's choices, even if they're the direct opposite of your choice. Understand that that human being on that soul level is doing exactly what they're supposed to do. And if they achieve their their spiritual awakening in this lifetime, it'll be on their own time. It's not, you have to have it by 2021 or 2022. It has to be this year. So it's been a really amazing earth school, right? Yes. For sure. Um, A lot of my members are finding that as they are moving through their traumas of this life, you know, primarily some of them um, past life stuff comes up and we work through that. But primarily this life trauma um, that they're noticing friends and family fall away. And there's um, there's a grief that comes with that as as they're moving on their path and they're watching other people not moving or doing different things. Yes, there, there, there needs to be a lot of compassion and love for self and the other person on these journeys, doesn't there? Because, you know, we, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors with anybody. You know, so many people are suffering in so many ways from so many different avenues and, and traumas. Um, so, yeah, compassion for self and acknowledgement, like you said, that we're all on different paths at different timelines, different frequencies. We're all doing what our soul needs at in this moment. And that's all we can do is just be there when anybody needs some extra support. Yeah. And I, I would say we probably all go through that. Um, you know, everyone says like, mm-hmm. oh, you're the black sheep of the family. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, I used to try to drag my family with me, like, come on, you have to do what I'm doing. And it got really tiring. And my own mother was, my own mother was like, we don't want to go where you're going. And I was like, oh, when that happened there is clear yeah we do grieve but then just give them space like you know we don't have to have big arguments give them space because eventually they might come back to you two three four years later asking as they're going through a spiritual awakening and we don't want to be arrogant or say i'm not helping you now the window has closed it's like everyone that's awake now you're a teacher for the all the other ones coming forward so people are going to fall away and some people will stay away. And perhaps those people weren't really good for your life as, as well as COVID showed, right? Mm-hmm. But then 
a lot of people will come back together and then you'll have this incredible bond of going through these struggles, um, you know, separately. And then what can you like bringing your combined wisdom is, is so wonderful. Um, I will say about trauma and there is a ton of trauma on our planet, of course, in this lifetime, I just find that there are echoes from other lifetimes and yeah. very often you're going through the exact same thing. Um, Sometimes the way I see it is the way that your soul died or the way it, it led to its death or sorry, not the soul, but the body in another incarnation, your soul develops fears and shadows around it. So something I've seen quite often is say with people that are overweight and unhealthy was in other lifetimes they starved mm -hmm. and they were, and they were Famine. so, yeah, yes. And so they have this need, they don't know when their next meal would be that what happened before. And somehow that instinct stays and so it keeps building you know or of course things like sexual trauma they keep rippling through and so the opportunity however is as we gain our memory we have the opportunity to heal it now so we don't have to heal it again the next lifetime the next lifetime and that's that's incredible because earth has been caught in this incarnation karmic cycle for a very very long time and i and i truly believe that we're breaking it this time which is incredible yeah, it's amazing. I, I often, you know, I often get clients in for tapping, but sometimes we go to places like past lives because we often get stuck and we might get stuck with a three or four year old believing something. And I just say to them, I say, talk to your ego. And I want you to say, ego, did I bring this belief in with me? Nine times out of 10 is a yes. Wow. And then, and then I say, okay, ego, do we need to revisit that place? Do we need to go to that lifetime to look at this, to release it? And again, a lot of the time it will say yes. And then I just guide the clients. And most of the times they, the memory surfaces for them because in that moment they're ready. And I've just asked the right questions. And then, then that person brings the memory or oh, sometimes I do. So it comes either to me or to them. And then we're able to process it. We're able to acknowledge heal love that version of ourselves and change the picture change the the vision of of that life and then it's it, it then we go back to the four-year-old self and they're like skipping around happy as you like because what they were carrying has been released yeah I love that you brought that up um because I think so many people have yet to experience um different kind of energy healings and again, I do see, I'd say within 10 years, I think there will be a mass exodus from the current medical model mm. into sound healing, into tapping, into Reiki, into water healing, you know, and functional medicine people, and nutrition. Yeah. yeah. When people come back into that, they're going to feel so whole and so seen and so heard and then you are going to um heal those inner or inner child wounds and I, I do the same thing with my clients as i i bring them to that spot where that that little kid received that trauma and then you know towards the end of the session they get to see what became of the adult right like because there's that inner child but there's this beautiful connection like you don't have to carry it anymore look who i am look how look how i've healed and then it's the same that little child is just free now they can go back to being innocent and seeing the fairies that they know they saw when they were like <laughs> four or five, right? Like it's, 
that's why that's why the the type of work that we do and you know for anyone out there that's doing the, the broader kind of light work that's why it's so fulfilling because yeah um, I would say my goal with a client is to leave them feeling lighter with more breath and more clarity and because our current world bombards us with so much distraction and media and chaos most people don't understand that they don't even have clear thoughts and when you even have one day or two day of just a clear mind you can make really good decisions and you can make really great actions upon them, right? That then shift your life. So, you know, my first Reiki session that I ever received in 2013 absolutely changed my life. Who knew, you know, but when you look back at your path, you will find these little points that steered you in the right direction. And if you followed up with them, wow, if you denied them, you might still feel stuck. So I guess- listeners, I would say, you know, if there's, if you've had a nudging to try somebody out and you're like, I don't know, I don't know, always ask your soul and then just try it, try with an yeah. open heart and, and give yourself like a month to integrate just because you don't feel something or, you know, something amazing didn't happen. Doesn't mean that you didn't receive the frequency and that you won't make the changes like patience upon the path. Humans will always want everything. Now we want it. Like well, I want to earn this certificate and I have to get this and I have to go here and I have to do it all in this year. Do you though? Or is mm-hmm. that ego, right? Mm-hmm. Like breathe. You're not going to miss anything. If you follow your soul's direction, you will be perfectly on time for whatever map has been laid out for you. You know, I dread to think how I would be if I hadn't followed the tapping path, you know, for me, because I was pregnant on my second child. Um, suffering severe undiagnosed PTSD, um, needed something to get me through the upcoming labor that I knew obviously I was going to have to do. Um, like that was absolutely life-changing. I rang my husband from after the first session and I was like, something happened in there. That was huge. Like I have, it, it was like, I just, I knew within me, I had jumped to another pathway it was a timeline jump for sure (laughs) it's so amazing and like you had to trust your intuition to give Mm. it the first time in yes um the first I was desperate and sometimes when you're desperate you'll try things right I was desperate too I thought I was (laughs) I thought my head was going to crack open I was under so much stress that I had the thought that this is how people go crazy I think I'm about to go crazy like this is way too much. And oh God, that breath and that light that came in that session, I didn't understand all of it, but I just had the same feeling with you. Like I just, I knew something had changed and then I was just intrigued and it just, everything started happening after that, but I did have to trust myself. And my sister had to give me a push and promise to babysit my children (laughs) while I was taking this session. Good. So she got the nudge from your higher self she listened yeah yeah amazing she's, she's done that for me my whole life she's been like the door opener and oh, wow I run with it um she doesn't do all of it all the things but she could but she's like that she's that space holder she's like here here come this way Priscilla and then let's me be so funny because my sister got me into tapping as well yeah. <laughs> that is so funny yeah wow that's why we chose them mm. right and then also then I think when it comes full circle, you know, I, I had an envision that me and her would be like these healing sisters who do all these amazing things across the globe. And 
that's just not the path she chose and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. Maybe her path, part of it was to help me understand my path. And that's- And you don't need her. And also the power you have to stand on your own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was- Go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say that we've talked quite a bit about trauma. So I think it would be good to kind of- because your, your mission is helping people recover from the trauma of Atlantis. So what, what exactly is that? I'd say a lot of people, the trauma they feel is betrayal and shame. So priestesses in the various temples is how they were tricked, betrayed, literally stabbed in the back. Mm-hmm. And how they don't feel safe to express their gifts again because they they were powerful and they were beautiful and they were so centered and grounded and kind and they couldn't stop the corruption and so 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 many of us feel disempowered because we couldn't stop something but it was never meant to be stopped it was always a choice for you and your soul at every point do you choose lightness or dark do you choose the hard path as Atlantis is falling of staying your integrity and you know living the law of one or are you going to pick that very, what we call Hollywood life right now, the fame, the money, the gifts, you know, and a lot of people ended up choosing the darkness and then they feel so much shame, but just remember your soul wanted that, right. And you don't have to continue to carry it. Like um, a lot of my clients have said like, well, I just, I feel like I should have stopped it. You, you can't, you mm-hmm. can't And even, you know, Queen Atlanta, I had a conversation with her in Mexico and she's like, Priscilla, she's like, we're not, we're not done on earth until every person is healed from the trauma of Atlantis. And I was like, dang, that's a, that's a tall order. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. So the way I, you know, I, I do do one-on-ones of course, in golden Atlantean healings, but this is also what I teach through my courses of we go through guided meditations. We find out, like I mentioned before, those multidimensional aspects and then you span out, we use Horus a lot or Ra, you span out from a distance and you see, okay, what's the bigger picture? What was my mission here? My soul must have accomplished it for me to, my life to have ended, right? And then now how can I apply it? And no matter where you are, anybody in your life, you have the power to reclaim it. And a big revelation I had a couple of weeks ago in reading someone's Akashic Records was that a lot of the men in particular that were betrayed in Atlantis, and I mean basically overcome by darkness, they are the ones that are currently homeless, drug addicts, alcoholics on the planet. And when I saw that and the way that the Akashic Records showed it to me, my my heart broke because we have such um, condemnation of these people, a lot of us right on the planet, like, mm-hmm. oh, they're just this, they're just that. But to actually know that their soul has been fractured for maybe 14, 15,000 years, compassion, compassion mm-hmm. once again. Right. And, um, and just, just knowing that it's not going to be their fate to stay that way, that they are, there's going to be more help and more light and, you know, and things like in the tapping in the sound energy, when these things become more widespread, people will be attracted to it and they're going to find that little glimmer of light within themselves and take the next step and the next step and the next. Amazing. Like really often I, when I talk to, to men, it's like, I could see the, um, the wounded boy in the corner, yes. you know, like I I'm talking to them, but I could, I, it's like, it's like the elephant in the room for me. I can really see the pain that they're carrying and holding and, I hadn't really connected it as far back as 
you know, Atlantis, but perhaps the echoes are there and that could be the root of it. It could be perpetuated through childhood because, you know, part of what I teach and believe is that through experience, we create beliefs. And so uh, a negative experience, we will create a negative belief about ourselves and the world. And that, that, that doesn't, doesn't just apply to this life it applies to say for an Atlantis and if we if we died in a state of shame or blame on self then you know I'm not good enough I'm not worthy I'm bad are we carrying that through lifetimes are we then perpetuate is this 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 pattern of karma that we're then stuck in this cycle I I believe that you know that's what my clients have shown me through working with them And I'd say with men, one of the biggest things is if they feel like they failed to protect, which is one of their biggest roles on the planet is to protect their family, protect the women, right? If somehow, let's say they are corrupted in Atlantis and basically they are like the priestesses spiritually raped, meaning that lower vibrational frequencies come into them and take over their will and take over their light. Imagine how that feels as a man to to be this you know, incredible soldier of Atlantis and and protector and and very divine and and masculine. And then to be taken over by darkness and have no say of it. And I say that a good analogy for my Star Trek fans would be like, when the Borg come and assimilate you, there's a small voice that cries out that you can see it and you know what's happening, but you can't do anything about it. And I feel like this is what happened to the Atlanteans. And this is why so many men on the planet, again, it's almost like they've lost their role because we don't, we don't, we don't really have the sacred masculine elevator the same way that we used to, you mm-hmm. know, if you, if you think about even just more modern times, modern quote in Greece, mm-hmm. these men, again, they were, they were our protectors and our warriors and they had a deep, deep purpose. And now it's, it's really shifted. And so men can feel really lost. And, and I say in my clientele, it's not geared for women. It can be anyone, but my clientele is about 90% women and 10% mm-hmm. men. And sometimes I wonder well, where are the men, you know, yeah, yeah. or events or whatever. And I think as much as women have, you know, been ostracized and really there's been a war on women, there's been a huge war on men too. And so as the divine f- feminine rises, our goal is not to go higher than divine masculine. It's to, it's to hold space. Once again, that's what we do. We're the receivers, we're the chalices, right? We're the cup holders. So we create the Holy that- grail. Yes, we create that mm-hmm. container once again. And then when the when the masculine is ready, imagine how strong they're going to be when they're supported by women who know themselves and are ready to like do that dance again, right? It's not about being independent. It's about these two wonderful beings creating wholeness. And that's part of what the agenda is, is to continue to divide us and to blur it and to make it very confusing. But in essence, when we're talking about polarity, it's feminine and masculine. And there's reasons why we have each of that within us. And there's reasons why, why source has created that externally as well. So it can always be joined, right? Like we literally fit together. That's how we're made. That is amazing. Like the, the vision there of the, the balance and the strength that each other gives each other. And the space to be who we are the freedom like there's there's a lot of freedom there isn't there you know we we're so constrained by the good girl and the good boy 
you know, maybe we don't talk enough about the good boy um, conditioning as well. Like men are held back in so many ways. They they do what they feel they should rather than what they they want to do. Um, yes, there's a lot of unraveling to do. So, I mean, we could talk for another two hours on this. So let's try and wrap up. Um, the where where do you what do you recommend, right? So for people who feel lost in terms of purpose or feel stuck in in their healing journey and they've done loads of stuff on this life stuff, what do you recommend? I say that number one, recognize that you're ancient and that there's so much wisdom within you and that your child, the child that you were, is probably your greatest teacher as to what you what you should be doing on the planet. So if you loved animals, if you love nature, if you always loved rocks, if you were fascinated by fairies, there's something there for you that will really help you. The, then you have to trust it, right? Because we're, we're trained not to trust our intuition that, oh, a sixth sense, again, people in quotation, oh yeah, you have intuition. <laughs> well, you literally do. Mm-hmm. So start trusting it. And then if you're going through, you know, and you've looked at all the, the things in this lifetime and you still feel stuck, then it is time to examine, okay, what other parts of me have existed and what have they experienced? And then not to get caught up in the horror of it because man, we have to die somehow to leave an incarnation to complete it. You do have to die to get to the next one. So don't get caught up in this happened to me. And then this happened to me and this happened to me. Yes, it did, but it happened for a purpose. And guess what? Your soul is alive and it's thriving. And mm-hmm. it's it, all you have to do is tune into it. So, you know, use your intuition. What books are you guided to? What teachers are you guide to? There's a meditation that's intriguing you instead of saying, nah, I'm okay. Go into it with an open heart and see what happens. You know, experience sound healing this is going to be very very large coming forward experience Mm -hmm. vibration understand that everything is vibration and frequency and that we're truly one and nobody talked too much about the law of one but that's yes thing that we need to understand is that picture our whole entire existence has connected to source and we're all just living out a different variation of what he she wants to experience And so when you know that, when you know that you're one, you're one with your divine soul, you're one with every other being on this planet, including trees and crystals and bodies of water, then you start seeing things in a different way. And it's easier to heal because you can call on the support of the other trillions of souls around you, right? And then when you feel really strong, you can give that support. And that's why it's such a beautiful thing when we come into our spiritual awakening but it always takes courage and curiosity i think because it's easy to be um just to sit back with the ego and be like oh, i'm just going to turn on you know netflix instead but choose choose to expand and then you're going to see i think your life really go somewhere in in a short period of time in a year in three years you can grow incredible ways it's never too late ever to start your spiritual path and it's just, it's never too late for you to, to start on your next journey, whether it means that you are going to switch careers or, oh, I'm too old, or I've always wanted to write a book, do it. Somebody needs to hear it. And my last thing may be like, sometimes I show up on social media and I don't want to be on social media in that moment. So I'm not, not as Queen Atlanta, you know, maybe I'm just like <laughs> very hard looking Priscilla that has had a hard week. And they're like, Priscilla, get on there. Somebody needs to hear what you're about to share. And those at those times when I feel like my least self, that's when I get a lot of times the most response. 
oh my mm. gosh, that's exactly what I needed to know that it's exactly how I'm feeling this week. And it's just the support. So also use your voice, get over the trauma that you've been strangled and hung a million times. Yep. Use your voice. You have insane wisdom within you and somebody needs to know it besides you. That's beautiful. Thank you. I'm just reminded that, um, you know, there is billions of people that need help and healing out there. And there's millions, if not billions of teachers, you know, and there's never too many. And your story is really important because it's going to support one, two, ten, a thousand. It doesn't really matter. You know, it's going to help somebody. And that's I think the where the throat chakra is certainly shifting um, for good reason. We this is now the time to share our voice because we're not living in the age where we're going to get hung. <laughs> we can we can we can share our voice and so now is the time um so if we can if we can move past these resistances that we feel that are old and um restrictive then yeah there's amazing things that are awaiting us on this path great and it's exciting as, mm. as much as the world can feel heavy at times also understand that it's the most exciting time in your soul had to petition to be here, had to have like so many, like so much paperwork done to be <laughs> here at this time. And you're not going to fail. You're going to do no. amazing if you trust yourself. You're going to be amazing wherever spirit is guiding you. And it's and it's going to lead you to love. And it, it's going to feel so good. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was amazing. I loved that. Can you do the um the blessing oh, for us? Always. The, um, the Atlantean blessing is very ancient and it does mean that everything sacred is blessed and everything blessed is sacred. When I say it, just close your eyes. And if it triggers something for you, start investigating. Ra-ma-ti-ma-ra. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. You are the queen. Thank you, Queen Atlantis. Oh, it's, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and I hope you enjoyed this chat and had a few light bulb moments. What are your key takeaways? Please do subscribe, follow or leave a rating or review to help this podcast reach more people and jump into my DMs and let me know how you get on. Thanks again to Olverum who are generously giving us a 20% discount with the code TAPPINGFORMUMS in caps. Do share with me what you buy and what you think. Also, don't forget to check out my website to take my quiz and start ramping up your own self-care practices. Visit tappingformums.com.